send-off. Those odds are much better. Still four against three. What the hell? Oh, my what God. What the hell? No. Oh, my God. Undisputed era, Molly Tommaso Ciampa. But what the hell has gotten into Finn Balor? You talk about shocking the system. about to make history each and every one of you we use the word revolution because this is a revolution i am nxt and i'm not going anywhere oh a little bit of the bubbly Bro. this is an official declaration of war tonight to anyone who wants to get in my way and anybody who stands in aew's way we This is what you call a paradigm shift. Hello and welcome to WWE vs. AEW. You're listening to Versus exclusively on Neutral Wrestling. How is everyone doing? Week 4. Week 4, over and done with and, well, what a week it was. Two, I think we can all of us agree, even whether you're with AEW, whether you're with NXT, Two great shows. They really were great shows this week, both of them. Um, Yes, so let's get into some actual transfer news. We've not really had any transfer news, have we? When it's two head-to-head teams, there's always going to be transfer news. So let's talk about it. So unless you were sleeping under a rock this week, unless you weren't involved with any wrestling Twitter, the big story you would have been reading about this week was Tessa Blanchard. Um, Now, I'm assuming that most of you know who Tessa Blanchard is. She's pretty much known as possibly, probably, for me anyway, she's probably the best female wrestler in the United States. Obviously, some people might say it's Charlotte or whatever from WWE, but for me, it is Tessa Blanchard. Um, Tessa, she's had great matches uh, with males, with females in Impact Wrestling over the last few years. She stayed very loyal to impact um but the root the rumor is basically there was a rumor from i can't think of his name but from busted open who said that tessa blanche's deal in impact was set to expire um bear in mind she doesn't all just wrestle for impact she also wrestles for wow so that's two different companies that she wrestles for. Um, Fightful have, however, reported that a deal with Impact doesn't expire until next summer. So a few conflicting reports on that. Some people saying it's expiring now. Fightful, they're saying it expires next summer. So I guess it's a case of having to wait and see. But we can we can still have fun speculating. And I don't really know. So you've got Tessa. Obviously, she beat... I think she's going to be a very rich lady. She's probably going to be the richest lady, female wrestler, by this time next year because there's going to be a big battle for her services. You've got WWE who, let's be honest, have the best female roster out of WWE and AEW. I'd even possibly beg to offer NXT, just solely NXT, have a better female roster than AEW. We saw that on the shows this week. So 
I think for AEW, Tessa Blanchard would be key. It's someone you could build the division around. Um, she, do you know what I mean? They're not going to do... They've said they're not going to do it in gender wrestling, but if they ever wanted to go that route, Tessa, one of the best in the world at it. Um, now, if Tessa goes to WWE, is, is she going to be in NXT? Um, it, you, you would really love to see Tessa against the likes of Charlotte, against the likes of Becky. So it's just the case of whether she wants to go to WWE where she's going to be facing other great women and possibly able to have better matches. Or she wants to go to AEW where the company are, let's be honest, the company are going to build the women's division around Tessa Blanchard. You'd be stupid not to at this stage in the game. Um, so yeah, it's I don't know where I'd sooner see her. I mean, there's great matches in WWE, but you just don't know. I mean, look at the likes of Oscar, women that they've sort of messed up on the main roster. So I think it's safer for her to go to AEW. She'd be the biggest star, the biggest women's star there. Hell, she'd be one of... I always say to people, Tessa Blanchard is not just the best women's wrestler in the world. She's also one of the best wrestlers in the world. Um, if anyone watched the Bound for Glory pay-per-view, I know not many of you did. I did, however. She was fantastic. She was the star of the show in that ladder match. The absolute star of the show. She's had match of the year contender with the likes of Sammy Callahan. Um, she had some great matches at the back end of last year. Um, so yeah, Tessa Blanchard, she's definitely one of the hottest prospects in wrestling. Maybe she'll stay with Impact, but... I think, although like everyone, it's just common knowledge now, everyone's like, oh, Impact's good, Impact's good. I'm going to be honest, that Bound for Glory pay-per-view, it wasn't all good. It wasn't all good. I've watched a few of the TV tapings, they're all right. But I do think there's a sense of a few people have said, oh, Impact's all right now. So now everybody else is jumping on the bandwagon of, oh, Impact's great. And I'm one of them who has said Impact has been good. But a few of the recent shows that I've watched, they've... They've been okay. That's it. So, yeah, so the, the transfer news will obviously have to wait and see. But where will Tessa Blanchard go? Hit us up on Twitter um, at WWE versus AEW. Let us know where you think Tessa Blanchard should go. I'm saying she should probably go AEW and have the division built around her as opposed to maybe just slide into NXT. But that is a story for another day. Um, another story, JR, good old JR. Seth Rollins, now, ugh, I've ranted about this on other podcasts, Seth Rollins, this time last year, he's one of the most over baby faces in wrestling, fast forward a year, he's getting booed out of every building that he goes in, and he just can't keep his mouth shut, JR, sick, he's sick of it, and he said, oh, the comment is, Seth Rollins basically said about Kenny Omega, oh, I'm not bothered what he's doing, when he decides to come out of the minor leagues, and into the major leagues, we'll see what happens then. Um, JR, he did not take kindly to this. So the basic of the story is JR just said that maybe one day Seth Rollins will be as over as his girlfriend. Ooh. So yeah, that is basically just the story on that. It was quite amusing to see, but yeah, Seth Rollins, he's having a bad, bad time of it these last few months. So yeah, so there's some of the, the key stories that we've heard about. The Tessa Blanchard story, probably the biggest story of the week in many circles. And obviously a little funny story with JR on Seth Rollins. The ratings. So the ratings, do you know what I mean? I feel like I'm doing this every week, but there's no big surprise. As I've said on previous episodes, AEW are going to be NXT for the foreseeable future. Until WWE relegates some of their big stars to NXT, which I'm not sure is going to happen. Unless AEW falls off a cliff and goes the WCW route. 
It's just not going to happen. AEW are going to beat NXT in the ratings every week. So I'm glad WWE have sort of stopped some of their tricks, although they're still doing the overrun on NXT. Um, but yeah, so let's just get into the ratings for this week. So obviously, no, this is a story. People normally I say, well, oh, there's basketball on every week. Well, there is now. There's baseball on every week. It's just what you've got to do. But the World Series were on and basketball was on. Now, I didn't watch AEW Live or NXT Live because I'm in the UK. Um, I'd work very early on Thursday morning. But when I, I'd recorded um, AEW and NXT, well, I've got AEW on Fight TV. Um, so I got home from work and I'd also recorded, because despite being from the UK, I'm a big NBA fan. Now, I got home... And I was sat there and I thought, obviously I'm doing the podcast and really could do to watch AEW and NXT as quickly as possible. But a big part of me, I'm not going to lie, I wanted to watch that Philadelphia 76ers against Boston Celtics game. Um, so that, and I'm, I'd like to think I'm one of the biggest wrestling fans about. So for me to pretty much want to watch the Boston Philadelphia game, possibly even over AEW, um, obviously people who are just casuals of AEW. And NXT are probably going to watch those basketball games, especially in the first week of the season after what five six months without basketball. So yeah, it was no surprise that the ratings did drop. Um, I thought they might drop a little more than they actually did. Um, especially NXT. NXT was seven hundred and twelve thousand last week, and this week did six hundred and ninety eight thousand. So that's only a drop of fourteen thousand. Um, we always hear that they have a lot of older fans, which is obviously a lot of baseball fans are older fans, so the drop was expected to be more than this. So, is this the floor? Is this as low as NXT can go? I've said in previous weeks, I don't think they'll drop below 650. Don't think they will. It's not going to happen. Maybe I'm wrong, because the trend is each NXT show has dropped every week. So, they did 698,000. Um, I think they'll be looking to get a little bit more next week. Um, I'm not sure what games are on, but obviously the opening season, the opening week of the NBA, do you know, people are sort of used to now the NBA being back, and they will be after the first week. I'm not sure. I say I'm not a baseball fan, so I don't really know about the World Series. Now, so AEW, so AEW breaking news, beat NXT in the ratings for the fourth consecutive week. They dropped from 1.018 million to 960 3,000, so that is a drop of 55,000, so a bigger drop for AEW than NXT, but to be honest with you, 963,000 is still a good rating, especially after, on week 4, they would have bit your hand off for this rating, um, I've seen a lot of talk on Twitter, never a good place to read talk of like, oh, they've gone underneath 1 million now, and it's like, it's like, oh, big deal. It's not a big deal. I mean, I'm not going to lie. We could do with this trend of losing viewers every week to stop. So let's hope that next week, when I'm on here talking about the ratings, we have a bit of a rise on AEW and NXT. Because let's be honest, both shows were great this week. And I'd like to believe that the way to get bigger ratings is not bringing stars across, although that could be the way, but it is by booking great shows and eventually in six months to a year if you've had a year of great shows those ratings will organically rise via word of mouth advertising star the, some of the wrestlers now will be bigger stars in six months to a year so yeah i expect the ratings to rise this time next year i'm expecting higher ratings but for the time being it's perfectly fine i say aw were hoping for what 500 600,000 at first and after the NBA start in the World Series, they're sitting comfortably at 963,000. 
so yeah that's the rating talks rating talks the rating talk over and done with um now let's should we get into the shows the fun part of the show the shows now these shows they they were excellent these week this week where they were absolutely excellent shows just a great night of pro wrestling obviously i only watched it on a delay but it was still sat there just a privilege to watch this i mean so AEW, we'll start. We always start with AEW. Um, I'm not biased, so behave yourselves. I can hear you saying it. Um, so they started with. By the way, let's see who wins the battle of the week. Is it gonna? What do you think now? If you're listening now, I want you to shout out loud. Who's gonna do it? Is it gonna be AEW or NXT? Put a poll up on our site. It was 50-50. Um, I've listened to the Observer. They're going with AEW. Had having the slightly better show, but we will see. So yeah, so the AEW show opened up with the Lucha Brothers versus Private Party in the semi-finals of the tag team tournament. What a match. What a match. It's not your traditional tag match with heat on one guy for five minutes or whatever, the hot tag. If that's what you're watching for, you're not going to get it in a Lucha Brothers tag match. But does it matter? We're in 2019. The Lucha Brothers, I'm sorry, I'm fans I'm fans of the Young Bucks, fans of the Usos, fans of the Revival. The Lucha Brothers are the best tag team on the planet right now. They are ready to be in that main event spot, main event shows, main event pay-per-views. These guys are amazing. The personality that they show, they're so over with the crowd. They are absolutely fantastic. And this match, they've... What I'm confused with, so Private Party are so green. If you know anything about wrestling, you can watch this and see the movement ain't there. They don't really know where to go at certain times of the match. They get lost, they need direction. But the great athletes, they do some amazing, amazing, incredible moves. So yeah, I, I want to ask the question, how can a team so green be so good? How? It, it's just crazy. They've had a four-star match with the Young Bucks last week. Well, two weeks ago. And for me, this was better. This was the best match of the TV era of Dynamite. In four weeks, the best match for me easily, easily, is the Lucha Brothers versus Private Party. Some incredible spots. It was just a crazy match. It's honestly one of the craziest tag matches I've ever seen. I'm sure some people somewhere will be crying over that. Do you know what I mean? Oh, you didn't hold the tag rope or whatever you want to complain about. Does it really matter? Do you know what I mean? I I can see why you like that stuff, but... When you get in action this good, if we was getting average action where they was missing up on points like this, fair enough. But when the action's this good, does it really matter? Unbelievable match. The Luch- the right team winning the Lucha Brothers. Um, it was just, ugh, what a match. Go and watch this match if you've not seen it. Just a great, great match. Lucha Brothers private party. And Lucha Brothers, have, as I've said, best tag team in the world. Now, last week... I was complaining about not enough segments, video packages from AEW. And they're listening. They're listening to me. Brent might be listening to my podcast. I hope they are. Hello, Tony. Hello, Paul. But yeah, um, if you listen, I'm sure they're listening. But AEW clearly listening to the complaints. They put video packages into their show tonight. I mean, look at it. You had, you had was it a Wardlow promo hyping up him? We then had... SCU versus the Dark Order coming up, and they did a Dark Order hype video package. The Dark Order are not hot going into this match, so they thought, let's give them a package. So we got two video packages there. Um, So yeah, the next match was SCU versus Dark Order. As I said, the winner would face the Lucha Brothers next week. Now, 
this match was sort of disrupted by the inner circle arriving to the building. Um, at first, I'm thinking, oh, you've, do you know what I mean? You can completely took away from the match. But to be fair to the crowd, they did sort of, do you know what I mean? They sort of got back into this match. Um, it, I thought it was an all right match. I've seen a lot of people say, oh, it was a really good match for me. It was all right. Do you know what I mean? I, I do think the inner circle did take away some of my concentration on the match. Um, but yeah, it was fine. Um, we had the inner circle just sat there with their bit of the bubbly and some popcorn. But yeah, it was a fine match. SCU progressed to face the Lucha Brothers next week. Um, we have another backstage segment now where they've done this a few for a few weeks in a row now. They've shown Cody arriving into the building. Um, next, back in the ring, another match. It is a little bit bang, bang, bang for me, but I'm rolling with it. Um, we had Joey Janela versus Kenny Omega. Really, really enjoyed this one. For me, I enjoyed it much more than that match on AEW Dark, that sort of random hardcore match they had. This was just Kenny back to his best. It was Joey showing that he can work. He's not just a thumbtack sort of guy, even though he's had matches that are crazy. I mean, he's had matches. He had a great match with Marco Stunt at uh, Spring Break, which was, yeah, it was like crazy, but it was still a lot of wrestling in the match. Joey Janela can go. Trust me, he can go. Um... This was just a really fun match, crazy match. It wasn't full of weapons. There was good wrestling in the match. But that spot at the end, Kenny Omega, if you've not seen the gif, he hits the most brutal V-trigger on Joey Janela. Joey Janela sells it like a champion, falls into the middle rope like he's dead. Kenny Omega picks him up and hits the... I forgot the name of his move then. I'm not too good with moves. But he hits whatever. Hits his finishing move. For the win, sorry, I've only I've only been up for an hour, ladies and gentlemen. I'm sure someone will tweet me and remind me the name of the finisher of Kenny Omega's move. I know it's something Angel, whatever. Not a big fan of names and moves, but yeah, Kenny Omega gets the win. Really good match. I went three and a half stars on that match. Really, really enjoyed it. Now next, we get the segment that I was after. We get someone coming out to the ring with a microphone for a segment. It's Cody Rhodes. Now, I don't know what you guys saw on TV, but I've got five TV, so as I said, we get the commercials. And during the commercial, uh, Cody's there, and he gets on the mic, and he's like, oh, this is a bit awkward, isn't it? He asks a question to someone in the crowd to tell a joke. Um, he's basically like, oh, in case you don't realise, this is a commercial, so yeah. It is like curious to see that sort of stuff. Makes you feel more part of the show. But we got a really, really good segment here where uh, Cody talks about WWE, saying, oh, this is not like the other show. Do you know what I mean? With your invisible wall while he's talking to the inner circle. Um, so, yeah, so he basically... in Jericho, basically, it's just hilarious on the microphone. He says, oh, it's four on one. So out comes MJF. Love his theme music, by the way. Out comes DDP. And out comes Dustin Rhodes. Uh, Jericho drops a great comment about MJF. How am I supposed to be scared of a guy wearing a scarf? Just brilliant comedy from Jericho. So they go up. They um, The heels cowardly lock themselves in the room. That is what I want heels to do. Chris Jericho knows better than anyone how to be a great heel. Cody wraps up MJF's scarf round his hand and punches through the glass to attack them. It was just a great segment, just a great segment. It was memorable, it was what we want. We've now had two of these segments with Jericho, with Cody, and they've both been memorable segments. So yeah, really enjoyed the booking in this. It was just 
They're just really fun, really fun. Hopefully they do something maybe next week with uh, Omega and Moxley because that match definitely needs something. Um, back to the ring we go, as is the way with AEW, and we had the Young Bucks defeating the Best Friends in a fine TV match. Nothing more to say on that. Next, we had somebody win in their hometown. Britt Baker beats Jamie Hayter in Britt Baker's hometown. Britt Baker was really over. This was a, It was an okay match. Um, finally, someone gets a win in their hometown. So what more could we want to see? Um, Jamie Hayter was really impressive in this. She is from Southampton. Hopefully, she didn't watch the Southampton-Leicester game last night. Google it, people who don't watch football. And you will see Southampton were on the end of the largest away win in top flight football history. So yeah, not a good week for Southampton. Uh, main event, Pack versus John Moxley. Um, they only had TV time remaining. The match goes 12 minutes and ends in a draw. A lot of people predicted the draw for this match, myself included. I mean, I don't think they was going to give a singles loss to either of these two. So yeah, no surprise. The people I've seen a lot of people saying this was a great match. It wasn't a great match. It was fine. It was all right. It was a good TV main event. And that was basically that. We go off air with Moxley um, hitting the dirty deed. See, I can remember a finisher. I can remember the name of a finisher. Or the paradigm shift. Or the death rider. Whatever you want to call it. I'm not going to live that down, am I? Not remembering the name of Kenny Omega's finisher. Maybe I know it's Summer Angel. Ugh. Need another coffee, boys and girls. Need another coffee. So, yeah, the show goes off air with John Moxley hitting his paradigm shift on the referee. So, yeah, it this show for me, I thought it was overall, I'm going to talk about the show now. I thought it was a really good show. The opening hour was great. We had the great Lucha Brothers private party match. Um, we had the great inner circle segment with Cody and friends. Um, but then the, the last 45 minutes sort of, do you know what I mean? We had three fine TV matches, so it wasn't groundbreaking for me, but it was still a very, very good television show, with the first hour being a lot better than the second hour, which was fine, it, it was a good show, probably give it, I don't know, 7 or 8 out of 10, whatever you want to call it, but now, now, we're going to move on, we're going to move on to NXT, so NXT, now, this show, this show was very very good this week. We open up with Rhea Ripley versus Bianca Belair. They're doing such a good job presenting Rhea Ripley. Um, she gets the win over Bianca here despite interference from Io Shirai and um, Candice LeRae. But yeah, Rhea Ripley gets the win. And I'm sure we're, what, four or five weeks away from the takeover um, on Survivor Series week. And I'm sure we're going to see Rhea Ripley hopefully take the title off Shayna Baszler. Although I am a Shayna Baszler fan, I do think it's time. I think it's time to get Shayna Baszler onto the main roster. I think Paul Heyman will work wonders with her on Raw. And as you see, the, do you know what I mean? It's still hot, the NXT women's division. You've got Io Shirai. You've got Candice LeRae. You've got Rhea Ripley. You've got Bianca Belair. They can carry the women's division on NXT for the time being. It's time for Shayna to go onto the main event. You've still got, you've still got your Dakota Kai's. You've still got your Tegan Knox's. Um, so yeah, get Shayna Baszler on the main event, main roster, I think it's time, go all the way with Rhea Ripley, put the belt on her, um, so yeah, Rhea Ripley was great in this match. Uh, we next got a nice video package, I thought this was really good on Tommaso Ciampa, um, showing his road to recovery and what happened, and it just made me think, at some point we're going to get a great, great redemption story for Tommaso Ciampa, where he wins back Goldie, or whatever he wants to call it, hopefully it's in Tampa, 
um, at the TakeOver show. I think they should do maybe Champa against Gargano, but maybe we'll get Champa against Balor. I don't know. But yeah, we need to do that Champa redemption storyline where he wins the belt back. And I think it should be against Gargano. There's that much history. They were meant to do the match at TakeOver last year in New York. And instead, they had to go with Cole Gargano at the last minute. Um, so yeah, that was just a great video package um, for Tommaso Champa. As I said, hopefully it's at Tampa because breaking news, we are heading back over to the States for, I think it's my fourth WrestleMania weekend in a row. We was meant to be going to the Tokyo Dome, but honestly... Right, listen to this. Flight prices, we've got our tickets for Wrestle Kingdom, but flight prices shot up £700 from the UK to Tokyo. And that's like probably about, what, $850, $900 for our American listeners. And then I thought, it's too much to pay. Do you know what I mean? I've got, I've got a child. It's around Christmas time. I thought, what should I do? And then we sat there and we looked at flights. Tampa, Heathrow to Tampa, 280 quid. It's just a no-brainer. So back over it looks like i'm still a wwe fan apparently so we're heading over to tampa for wrestlemania weekend what a great time for a helicopter or a plane to be flying over my house it was meant to be yeah so after that we get the matt riddle versus cameron grimes match on a casual wednesday night in october in the middle of the show we're just getting matt riddle versus trevor lee great stuff and the match is really good matt riddle I'd say get him on the main roster, but they probably just mess him up. But Matt Riddle is the biggest star in WWE for me. Yeah, I think he's that good. His charisma, you just can't take your eyes off him when he's on the TV. I mean, I love this part. There's no way you're telling me that this was pre-planned. The crowd start chanting, Riddle, Riddle. And literally, like that, what does he do? Picks up Cameron Grimes. Going to take time to get used to calling that. Picks up Cameron Grimes. Hits the jackhammer, the Goldberg move on Cameron Grimes. And it was just in the middle of the match. So clearly, I don't think it was planned. It was just great. Do you know what I mean? Matt Riddle, he gets it. He gets it. The guy's great. This match was great. I think I went 3.75, three and three quarter stars. That's probably the range for this match. Really, really good match. Enjoyed this one. Go and check it out. Um, after the match, they sort of set up Tyler Bate versus Cameron Grimes for next week. I do think it is about time that we had Tyler Bate and Pete Dunne regularly on this NXT show. They've done all they can with NXT UK. That product is crap. So, yeah, get these two over permanently on NXT. Um, we have another match where, I can't call him Shane Strickland, but... I'm on Isaiah Scott. Isaiah Scott and Brizango beat the Forgotten Sons. Um, looks like someone saw how over Isaiah Scott was the other week because he is now getting the win over the Forgotten Sons. Um, so yeah, this match was probably the worst match on the show. Very forgettable stuff. Now next, we had this match and I was looking at people's thoughts on this match. It was Hector Garza Jr. versus Jack Gallagher. People were like, oh, it was yeah, meh, meh. I watched it, I really enjoyed it, it was a really nice 6-7 to seven minute match, Jack Gallagher's work in this was great, he made Garza look fantastic, um, there was just some great striking exchanges in this match, some great moves, I really enjoyed it, um, really good match this, I went 3 and a quarter stars on it, really, really enjoyed this match, um, and the setting up Leo Rush versus Hector Garza Jr, which will also be a very good match, now next, 
Dakota Kai and Tegan Knox defeated Jessamine Duke and Marina Shafir, um, setting up next week's match, which is Dakota Kai and Tegan Knox getting a women's tag team title match against the Kabuki Warriors of Oscar and Kyrie Sane. So, yeah, that's an interesting match for next week. Can't see any other result but Oscar and Kyrie Zane winning, but it is a good chance for Tegan Knox and especially Tegan especially Dakota Kai to show what they can do when in the ring with someone great so excited for that next week now this this main event ladies and gentlemen this main event Donovan Dijakovic have I got that right Don, whatever Donovan Dijakovic versus Keith Lee versus Roderick Strong for the North American Championship triple threat match this match right here is the Best match that has taken place in the Wednesday Night Wars. What an incredible match this was. I'm not the biggest fan of triple threat matches. If you listen to any of our podcasts where they announced a triple threat main event match for WrestleMania, you will understand this. Um, I do think sometimes it's a cop-out, but it sort of made sense. But this match, the stuff they did in this match was unbelievable. That Tower of Doom spot. Um, where Keith Lee, what a guy Keith Lee is, he sort of sacrifices himself to save Roderick Strong from landing on his head and possibly even Dijak. Uh, Keith Lee, basically, there was Tower of Doom, Keith Lee's at the bottom of it, the fall in the wrong way, and Keith Lee, what does he do? He saves him by pushes him forward, which results in him falling out of the ring, possibly onto his head. So great stuff from Keith Lee there. We had uh, Donovan Jayadak with a Frosbury, Fros- Frosbury? Frosbury flop, um, which was incredible. The, it was just... The smoothness in this match, although there was a few like botches or whatever, it was just the pace that it was going. You couldn't take your eyes off it for the 15, 20 minutes it went. It was just, I can't do it justice. I'm not going to sit here and name all the moves I've said in previous weeks. It's just a great, great match. As I've said, the best match in the Wednesday Night Wars thus far in the eight shows that we've seen. So if you've not seen it, if you're just watching AEW, I don't know why you'd be doing that, but go and watch this main event. Unbelievable main event. And the angle we get after the main event so undisputed era in the ring after roderick strong retains the title we get champa coming out to confront him four on one and then we get johnny gargano's music hit and the crowd are building with excitement diy back together and then we get finn balor's music hit we've got finn balor teaming with johnny gargano and some mass old champa against the undisputed era looks like we're heading into war games with this the crowd are going crazy with excitement. And what happens out of nowhere? Finn Balor hits the most incredible Pele kick to Johnny Gargano. It was incredible. The positioning, the pace of the move. It was just what a spot. The crowd just go silent. Honestly, if this was in the main roster, they'd be going crazy, cheering. Nah, none of that in NXT. The crowd are silent. They're screaming. People can't believe what's going on. There's guys with hands in the heads. Heads in the hands, sorry. <laughs> but it was just, oh, what a moment, what a moment. Uh, the Undisputed Era take out Champa while Bala takes out Gargano, throws him into the crowd, which takes out some planted fans, obviously. Then he hits the most brutal brain buster onto the steps. Um, I love the fact that um, basically Bala never really sort of acknowledged I was waiting for him to do the Undisputed Era pose, which didn't quite happen. So they're obviously teasing that for later down the line. But Gargano against Phil and Balor is going to be great. I mean, for me, I'm sort of done with the Finn Balor face character. It would have been nice to see him tag for a few weeks. But the, the shock factor of this, I actually knew what was happening. I'd been spoiled on this. 
and it was still amazing it was still amazing so god knows how good it must have been for the people who watched all this live uh, just what what a last half an hour to this show it was we got the great match the great angle what more could we want so yeah that's it two great shows we've got some great matches some matches you can watch here watch the nxt triple threat match do you know what I mean? You've got the Lucha Brothers against the Private Party on AEW. You've got Matt Riddle versus Cameron Grimes. Three matches that you need to go out your way to watch because they were just fantastic matches. So yeah, what? A, it's just a treat, innit? I'm not used to doing podcasts where I don't really have anything bad to say, but I'm not going to complain about that. Winner of the week. So, controversially maybe, I've had a few DMs about this, a few tweets. I have selected AEW to have won three shows in a row they've been the winner of the week they've had the better shows this week is it going to be four nil or is it going to be three one i'd put a drum roll in but i'm too lazy what show who had the better show this week are you ready the winner of the winner of the week for the wwe versus aew podcast for this week and claiming their first victory is NXT. What a show, honestly. After that, it, for me, it was it was a no-brainer. The NXT final half an hour was the best half an hour we've had on any of the shows on the Wednesday Night Wars. Possibly the best half an hour on TV in any wrestling company this year. It was just great. That last half an hour sold it for me. We did have some solid stuff along the way. Like I said, the Matt Riddle Cameron Grimes match. But yeah, NXT had the better show this week for me, without a doubt. Um, credit to the crowd as well, NXT. NXT, I thought they really did help the show this week. They were fantastic. But yeah, this is not a knock on AEW. I had a really good show. But yeah, three one AEW. But this week, week four, the winner of the week goes to NXT. So, just like any good wrestling show, when one week finishes, you look forward to next week. So, some of the stuff you can expect to see on NXT. The NXT card's looking pretty good. We've got Io Shirai versus Candice LeRae. They had a great match at TakeOver a few months ago, so I'm expecting another good match from them too. Maybe some interference in that one. Um, Tyler Bate. Great to see Tyler Bate um, on the main show. He's facing Cameron Grimes, which, trust me, if given time, that will be a good match. Finally, for the Tag Team Championships, the Kabuki Warriors versus Dakota Kai and Tegan Knox. So yes, three good matches announced for NXT next week. I'm hoping we'll get some reaction from Finn Balor. I'm sure they will. Um, they'll get a lot of viewers, I think, wanting to tune in and see what Finn Balor has to say. Maybe even open the show with Finn Balor with a live mic or something like that. Um, Fast forward to the AEW show, um, I'm not actually sure what they've got for next week, off the top of my head, we've obviously got the Lucha Brothers versus So Cal Uncensored SCU with the winner getting the Tag Team Championship, so I'm sure that will main event that show, um, I'd like him to do maybe an angle with Omega and Moxley, but yeah, so next week, another exciting week to look forward to, it's going to be tough to watch next week, we've got um, the Wednesday, we've obviously got the NXT shows, We've got the AW Dynamite show on the Wednesday night, which I might have to even stay up for this week. I stayed up for the first two, but not for the last two. But um, Thursday, I know it's controversial, but I have to watch it whether I want to or not. Crown Jewel is Thursday night. So normally when you'd be watching, when I'd be watching the Dynamite and NXT shows, that's when Crown Jewel is on. And it's on a good night. Well, a good start time at around 7pm UK time. But I'm probably going to be trick-or-treating with my little girl, so... Ugh. 
don't know how. Anyway, not going to complain. Do you know what? You just don't have time, do you? For any other shows at the moment. Raw, Smackdown, there's just no hype going into him. It's all about the Wednesday Night Wars. All about WWE versus AEW. Hope you've enjoyed the show this week. Subscribe. Follow us on Twitter. Subscribe to us on Podbean, Apple Podcasts. As I said, I'm really happy with how the show's going so far. The download's very happy with that. Um, so yeah, just keep enjoying the show. If you've got any questions, do not hesitate to DM me, tweet me, whatever. I'm always free to contact. Hope you've enjoyed this show, episode four of WWE versus AEW, and I'll see you everyone next week. See you later, everyone. here to make this announcement now. Purchase your tickets and that's all fine and good, but this isn't like the other wrestling company we came from. This isn't an invisible wall right here. I could easily step through. And I could easily come up there and we can fight right here and right now. Shut your mouth. Now listen, Cody, I know you got a lot of bravado. I know you're a very smart man, so don't do something stupid, all right? You stand in that ring where you belong, where it's safe, because I know you're not going to come up here because you're a coward. Oh, yeah. You're nothing more than an entitled millennial little bitch, yeah! Cody uh, facing uneven odds here. You think he's gonna do Oh, you're gonna come up here, Cody? This is the inner circle, boy! It's four to one! You stand there, do nothing, and like it! The fifth member of the inner circle. Yeah, now get the hell out of my arena. Get the hell out of here before I kick your ass. Go. Yeah.
Undefeated preparing Go. for his fight this weekend. Get up, boy! Okay, so your big brother gonna come save you, Cody Woody. It's still four to two, baby. Stay there and be the cowardly Roses that you've always been. It's me, it's D, D, D. 